Welcome, everybody, to In Reality. Gay. Did that work? Gay. Oh, this is your hostess with the motherfucking mostest, Don Maldonado. He just admitted to being a woman. That's what that, that was the significance of that statement. Hostess. That was Omar A. Torres. <laughs> nice try. <Ooh>. It's <laughs> Torres. Oh, almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican seeking something real. Got your girl leaking. Oh. I'm Got sick. Couldn't measure my dick with six rulers. Hold up. True lie. No, so. We are, who are you quoting? That's, that's not, not your big own. pun. So, we are here to okay, talk about I, a film titled Omar. Which, before you say it, oh, you chose Omar because his name is Omar. Maybe we couldn't find one called Dominic, so we're doing fucking Omar. And it pretty much that's a lie. Word the Palestinian guy who scales <laughs> a wall, uh, to was it Israel, uh, every day and. He uh, pretty much has a girlfriend over there, and he's also a freedom fighter, which means he's a rebel, which means, you know, until his little faction takes over the country, he's pretty much an outlaw. And he's really in love with his girlfriend, and as well he should be. She's bad as fuck. And similar to the Omar, your host here, he'd rather scale a wall, go see his girlfriend and put his life in danger, instead smashing a bunch of old ladies as was in our previous podcast and make two million dollars and get on with his life and this is what happens that's not a, nope that's not that's fair a that's what happens when you make these kind of decisions you want to be a rebel fighter you want to scale the wall you can't just smash a few old ladies for you and your best friend okay let's see how life pans out that's not now, how does life pan out that's omar? not a fair thing that's not a fair thing because you never gave that omar that option i personally would make that decision but You're the only one that matters you here. never gave him the option of the old ladies you never gave him all that omars option. are so the same all omars know? are the same i can't even tell y'all part <laughs> that, oh man no i was gonna make a really terrible joke uh but hey you guys always remember um only you can prevent forest fires R- r.i.p to to all those people i always think omar okay before before we go more into the movie people always ask me because my name is omar if i'm like egyptian or something omar is tech is generally a middle eastern name but i get a lot of the time omar are you a terrorist not all omars are terrorists Let's get that straight, okay? Appreciate it. First of all, I've been all, waiting a few episodes to ask you about that, <laughs> about my ter- my plots for right, terrorists, because they don't no, seem very well planned. Because see- <laughs> I'm like, this motherfucker ain't put on a vest yet. He obviously don't love Allah. <laughs> and I swore I saw you eating barbecue ribs, and I was like, yo, this nigga's be just blending in. <laughs> Not that all people. Who praise Allah are terrorists, Donald Trump. Amen. But that you know, I'm just saying we're not all terrorists. So just keep that in the back of your mind. If you see me at the airport, don't get worried. It's probably just my job sending me to some place I don't want to go. 
doesn't mean I'm going to do anything. I just am sad that I have to go and do work. So, yeah. Okay. And since we're on a little terrorism rant, there actually was a terrorist named Dominic Maldonado. It's pretty coincidental because my name is also Dominic Maldonado. Surprisingly, uh, nobody really stopped me for that shit. Mostly because he was light-skinned and I'm not. So I think they were just kind of like, yo, fuck that. You know, it's obviously not him. Nobody's going to go out their way to be dark-skinned. Nobody. So <laughs> let him go. TSA always let me pass. Like, I, no matter what the fuck I'm doing or wearing, they'd be like, yo, let him go. Except one time when I came back from Belize, they was fucking with me. But that was on some other shit. Anyway, yeah, so back so to this Omar, the, this tale of two Omars. Yeah. Tell me, if you will, what happened to you, your time spent overseas in the Middle East and your girlfriend and your rebellion faction that you had on? Well, you see, um, she wasn't my girlfriend at first, technically. I was just pursuing her. Uh, the problem being that uh, her brother was the leader of my rebellion. Oh, yes, Tariq. Yeah, I remember him. Cool guy. Yeah. He was a he was a pretty nice guy. Definitely didn't want me seeing his sister. Definitely didn't want anybody really seeing his sister. Bad motherfucker, yeah. Which is where the problems arise. So It's not enough that she a bad bitch. Now she's unavailable. Got to have it now, right? Fucking got to have it. <laughs> It's the Jordan 17s yeah. in the box, baby. In the fucking suitcase. I got to have them. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff about, like, Benedict Arnold trader type deals and, like, you know, love and attempting to be with the person that you love and yeah. finding obstacles. And um, There's a lot of Romeo Juliet kind of stuff is what I felt there. The, you know, undertones, you know, star-crossed lovers, right? Like, he literally mm-hmm. scaled up. It was a big-ass wall, and I loved how at the end... Spoiler alert, he has to go back across the wall because the cops keep blackmailing him and he can't scale it. Mm-hmm. He's like physically and mentally weak because he doesn't want to go over there anymore because, well, why don't you tell us what happened, Omar? How come he doesn't want to go over that wall anymore? I, uh, uh, You don't remember? Why don't you? Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what happened. So Omar uh, was locked up because he took part in the... I wouldn't call it an assassination, call it maybe a practice killing of a rival soldier. Mm-hmm. And uh, the police were pursuing all those parties involved. And, you know, Omar was caught, questioned, and he said, hey, just bring me the guys who actually did it and I'll let you go. I'll even give you a month. Sidebar. To figure this shit out. That Omar should be like a parkour master or something. Dude was running for his life. Yeah. That dude was like he was ducking and dodging through. and diving and ducking, dodge, looking like Aladdin in the first Aladdin, yeah. where he was running with that piece of bread. Yeah. Thief, dude was going street in. rat. Yeah. Now his form, his his running form could definitely use some help, which is probably why he got fucked up and got caught in the first place. He wasn't keeping it all straight, so he could definitely use a track coach. But I see, I understand in his predicament, you don't always have time. Yeah, but the thing is, he's more like a decathlon uh, athlete. He's not the Usain Bolt or point. the like two twenty dude about it to go to. Now, one thing he can't he's do. The, one thing he can't do is seem to cock block his homies from smashing his girl, and that's what happened when he got locked up. Or actually, before then, 
spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. But if you guys sh- should know by now, this is what the fourteenth episode. We're gonna ruin the movie if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but it's still worth watching. Game it's over. Still worth watching. I yeah, oh, I give it yeah. three point seven five out of five stars. And Omar A Torres <laughs> tells me it was uh, actually nominated for foreign film uh, in the Academy of twenty fourteen. So I could definitely see why because yes. it had a lot of elements of good storytelling, but a lot of things I don't really look for in films and don't really care for. I was like, ah, I probably won't like it because it's not an action flick. Won't like it because it's not espionage. It's not a heist. But I actually ended up liking mm-hmm. it, which let me know that this is just a damn good film. It's very well written and performed. So, Exactly what the Academy loves. Right. Just and, a, and making friends. A drama. Yeah, great drama. Drama, love, international. Ooh. Yeah. So he making was, money. Uh, so he found out his friend was also smashing his girl and got her pregnant. One thing led to another, and because of the culture there, they had to be married, which means now she's definitely off limits, and he goes back to see her, and now she has two kids, and he's like, God damn, right? Like, seriously? Because Omar was way, way finer than that other nigga. So it's like, how, <laughs> how did you come to these decisions? And he's like, so how's school? Oh, I stopped taking classes. He's like, you lazy bitch, right? Like, you just let your life just slip, like... How did you get so fucked up? I went to jail like what twice, and this this is how you treat me. Damn. Yeah. And he was a little baker, right? And he was like, he even had like a place picked out. Man, I don't know. But that's life, though. And I like how they yeah showed her the yeah. place and everything. And she man, was pregnant was the whole up. time. Oh. I that's why I would have just snitched it out, be like, yo, fuck it. He's get him because I don't like him and her. She did me wrong, so you can have her too. Whatever. And yeah. then he then he accidentally killed the Torek, the leader, because when he told Torek that, hey, little homie you had over your house was actually smashing your sister the whole time. He went straight for the nine. No fucking questions asked. He got pushed, punched, and went straight for the nine. Like a real, like a real motherfucker. motherfucker. He did he did it he did it like God you should be doing it. it. <laughs> and hey, okay, real quick, real quick, hand clap. That's my homie. That's the That's homie. That's the homie. It's my nigga, dog. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say my it. Nigga, it's my nigga, dog. My nigga, T. That didn't work out for him because he ended up getting shot by his own gun. You know, but they say live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah. When keeping it real goes keeping wrong. Keeping it real goes very wrong. Now it actually worked out for our young protagonist, Omar, because he just so happened to be on a double agent mission by the cops on his second outing after being arrested yet again and they said bring me the head of Turek and by God by the end of that night he had Turek's ass in a body bag I'm like wow this guy just delivers right like can you imagine him in grad school this nigga was smashed he'd be like yo finish this project Omar's just like it's done I don't want to talk about it it's just done (laughs) it's done yeah yeah that was pretty pretty legit stuff yeah that was messed up man he had the whole house and everything picked out he was like yeah we're just gonna run away all of a sudden how do these people keep hearing about me and what i'm doing names in the I streets my name it. is my name omar <laughs> the corner the wire ask about me it was like uh like dark knight rises like everything every thing he had planned 
they always were like three steps ahead of him. It's like, how do you guys keep knowing exactly what I'm doing? There's no way. Because <laughs> we're the cops and we have guns and microphones and a budget consisting more than a thousand shekels, unlike you, who yeah. <laughs> maybe has five. You sh- you shekelless yeah. bitch. <laughs> it's not going to work out for you, Omar. And also, I mean, so I didn't feel like there was any large suspension of disbelief or any, you know, plausible gaps in reality that we could mm-hmm. say like, no, this wouldn't happen because X, Y, Z. I am surprised, however, that Omar lived at all. I feel like they would have just shot his ass on sight. They wouldn't have given him yeah. the chance to go find his homie. They just would have been like, yo, where is he? You going to talk? Yes, mm-hmm. no, kill him. Go ask around town. So he was, you know, heard of him. Kill them too. Yeah. Go, you know what I'm saying? Just work the way up and down the chain. So I think they made it a lot more lighthearted and more appealing to, mm-hmm. I guess, a wider international audience. Because I think in reality, they just would have just slit your fucking neck and found your girlfriend <laughs> and slit her fucking neck and just kept going. Because eventually that would have drawn out, you know, somebody of influence. Yeah. And I think it was a, an interesting look at a culture and conflict you know you like you can look at culture and see like okay there's this aspect and this aspect and this is who we are this is who we say we are and everything but it's a it's a look at the other side kind of um sort of like how slumdog millionaire did it and it's like everybody was like oh it's called slumdog millionaire they're they hate us they're like bashing indians and whatever but it's a look at you know the reality of the situation yeah, that was another that they're living film. in five out of five stars easily yeah great that film a, jai ho that soundtrack oh my god that shit's so lit that dude was good i think he won an oscar for that oh they for they like won. original oh, song i fucking bet his soundtrack was lit as fuck man that <laughs> that shit was nice uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. That shit was nice. That was good I think one. Omar is the first Middle Eastern, like, foreign film I've seen. Like, not a parody, right, or some Americanized whitewash shit. I think that was the first one with the subtitles and everything that I've seen. Really? Yeah. Unless you can think of another very popular mainstream one that I would have seen, I think that was the only one. Uh, I have no clue. <laughs> and you would I'd have to look yeah, into you'd it. have all the clues you went to film school you know this shit you're like a Wikipedia <laughs> yeah I, I'd have to look into it I don't know them off the top of my head but uh I'm sure I've seen a few but not not too many um, so but yeah I think it's sort of like that kind of like the culture and conflict type thing and it, uh it's a they romanticized it of course they put this romance story on top of it but it's like it is very telling about you know just a situation that can happen yeah in would you have scaled like the wall to see your girlfriend and what would you do if you found out your homie turned you over to the cops uh I would scale a wall to see my girlfriend. I mean, he didn't look like he had that much trouble scaling it. The real problem was when they started shooting at him <laughs> and and chasing him later. That's the real issue. Would I do it? 
I mean, yeah. Uh, it would be like, you know, like, eh, I mean, yeah, I got to get something out of it. And I'm not talking about like sex. I'm just saying, you know, there, there has to be an agreement that you understand I'm scaling a wall for you. You know what I mean? Like it does, doesn't go unnoticed. Definitely. Um, and if my buddy turned me in, yo, game over. We we're not we're not one hundred no more. And that's that is kind that, of what happened. Now, would you turn that buddy it, over to the cops, or would how would you how would you deal with it? You found out not only did he tell on you, but he also smashed your girl. Now, ready? Oh man, go. he's Improv, done. Go. Uh, uh, he's done. Uh, we, man. Cause I, I mean, if you know, if he smashed my girl, that she had, like, did she willingly? Um, good question. They never really elaborated, and in that culture, it's so hyper masculine that uh, you know, female resistance. She might have just had to like yeah. go along with it. Female resistance isn't something that's smiled upon, you know. Yeah. You, yeah. But, like, she was talking to him and stuff through the fence and stuff like that. Yeah, it did seem a little flirtatious, but that was after she was already pregnant. And, I mean, you know, and then also I think what added to the anxiety is him going to jail, right? She's, like, lonely and stressed, and homie was there, right? He could just swoop in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude would be done (laughs) if that... (laughs) Uh, If he took advantage like that, like, Yes, twice. He took advantage twice like that. Nah, man, we're we're not cool no more. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to take you down. I'm gonna have to Nate Diaz you the first round against Conor McGregor. So is it a whoop like, ass, or is it you have to kill him, or do you hand him over to the cops? I I I I beat him until I get tired of beating him. You know, I'm not gonna kill the dude, but I'm. Oh man, he's gonna. It's gonna be hurt. I think I put on some steel time. toes, maybe some Timberlands. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I want, you know what I'm saying? Make sure. Whoop his ass. And once he's down on the ground, be like, yo, let, let these motherfucking suede's, you know what I'm saying, do the work. Just pop, 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 pop. <laughs> I'm gonna put on my martial arts shoes. And I'm just gonna, like, be light on be my light feet. On your feet. And I'm just gonna, like, come at you from all That's angles. Just boom, boom, I'm boom. Be heavy footed because I'm boom. crunching his fucking ankles. Make sure he ain't walking nowhere. <laughs> You hear me, homeboy? <laughs> I'm gonna get medieval on your ass. <laughs> You're gonna have a lot. I ain't through with you, my damn self. <laughs> so we done is this over? No, this is far from over. Hard piping niggas. <laughs> Yo, we gotta do a Tarantino one now. God damn, you got me fucked. <laughs> and with that said, that is the epic tale of of two Omars. Uh, one that is comfortably living in Atlanta, Georgia, working at Pinewood, and you can find him on Letterboxd. Yeah, letterboxd.com slash the O man. Yes. And his companion. I just wanna say real quick before we oh, go you know what, about Sorry, I just have to be like, but uh, (laughs) it's like the way that Omar was being blackmailed by the cops. It was like so like 
it hurt to watch <laughs> like it's like how can you do that shit like that is so rude it was like like you see why it's put into like into our law how you're not allowed to blackmail people and like oh, how yeah. you have to have consent and everything oh, yeah. like that they got a more than our once. society was like that kind where of you is. could just like and they they got them more than once they said yo give yeah. me torque and we're done and they did and they were like we're so grateful he's like just leave me the fuck alone two years later he comes yeah. back and he's like yo i could fuck you over again if i wanted to and i think that's when omar made yeah. the decision like i'm gonna teach this motherfucker how they catch monkeys in africa and yeah. I, that ending scene was so fucking powerful. I was like, yo, yo, <laughs> shit. That's how you end yeah. a motherfucking scene. Yeah. That, I just like, if our society was like that, where you could just like blackmail people like that. If. I mean, it still happens. You, you're right. It still happens. But, oh, man, I would, man. I'd be so pissed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to live in this world anymore. I would just like, be blackmailing just... motherfuckers. I'd be rich. Yeah. <laughs> and I blackmail you. <laughs> you ain't got nothing on I'll me. I'll find something. Except for the fact that my name is Omar. <laughs> I'd make you to a terrorist terrorist organization. I make you go hump a bunch of old ladies and go so... get me two million dollars for this production we're gonna put on. <laughs> That'd be so easy. <laughs> Like linking me to a terrorist organization, not the rest of it. I get a passport <laughs> made. I put sand all in your apartment. I have this shit. It's all legit. Bed oh, bugs, man. lice. All right. Yeah. All right, man. You can find me at letterbox.com slash southern scholar. Yeah. And uh, I'll, letterbox.com slash the old man. I said it once, but I'll say it again because I'm like that. I'm that dope. And my name was in the movie so hey what up <laughs> all right y'all till the next one peace <laughs>